Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Kate. And JJ. And what's up? Happy post-Thanksgiving. Happy turkey coma. (laughs) I hope you guys are stuffed. You're waddling around right now. Do you have a good dad joke right now, honey? Me? No, I don't. (laughs) I hope you're stuffed. It reminded me of like a stuffed turkey, you know, with like stuffing. Well, happy Thanksgiving, you turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys had a really good week last week. And for those of you in which last week and the holiday was hard, we hope and pray that this week God just meets you in new, intimate, and beautiful ways as we move now officially for many in the U.S. into the Christmas season. I know. Thanksgiving though, is like a warm-up of like <laughs> your Christmas I've been season. celebrating for a month, okay? I know. Uh, okay, guys. So we have a few announcements before we get into today's episode. We are actually today talking about godly community. We had you guys vote on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, make sure to follow at Kateness and at Heart of Dating so that you can get in on these things when we do polls and stuff. But you guys voted on wanting to learn about godly community. And I'm really excited actually because tomorrow night, Thursday, December 1st at 5 p.m. Pacific, we will be doing a masterclass in depth that is going to be about this exact topic. So today is just a precursor. We're going to talk about why godly community is so important and why it's sometimes hard to find. And then tomorrow night in the masterclass, we're going to talk about how to actually identify the different kinds of relationships and how to actually form godly community that's deep and rich. So we're so excited. And guess what? Right now you can join the Singles Academy, our monthly masterclass program under a free free trial. Okay. So you can come tomorrow night to our masterclass for free. And if you can't make it at 5 PM Pacific, you can watch the replay, which will also be available in 24 hours. So go to heartofdating.com forward slash TSA to join TSA for free and come to our masterclass. Babe, do you want to tell them about our other big thing we have coming up? Yeah, I would love to. Okay. And Atlanta <laughs> this February, as you guys know, we have the Heart of Dating Conference. Woo-hoo. And we are shook at how many people in person are dying to go. Yeah. So, like we said from the beginning, we had a hunch, we had a feeling it's going to be popping in person. And we just want to make sure that you guys get a chance to get your in person tickets. And then, officially, what Kate has leaked is we are going to do virtual watch parties. Yes, we are in some key cities, which will be announced soon. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So if you guys can't make it and then you're in one of those cities, well, we're going to bring Heart of Dating Conference to your doorstep, baby. You're going to get to have a virtual watch party. So in order to find out about these things, make sure to follow us on Instagram, sign up for our email list at heartofdating.com, which by the way, we changed our email list. So it's so much 
honestly, in my opinion, more fun now to receive our emails yeah. because it's more of like a newsletter, an update. Here's what's going on in the heart of dating fam bam. Here's what you're missing out on. Here's what's coming up. Here are the things we're loving right now. Here's your dating tip, your dating question, all the things. I know we literally have people like when we see heart of dating in my email inbox now, I get excited. I'm like I like, rush really? to open it. I'm like, Pumped that's about that. awesome. <gasps> so we're going to be partnering with Sam and Tony Collier. We got JP, Precluda, Michelle, William. Let's go. Say my, name, say my name. That's so good. See, you are a good singer. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thanks, honey. And then who else do we have? Heaven? Riley Sewell is coming in hot. She was at our last conference. Wild, you guys. She was single as a Pringle at our last conference. She's now engaged. And by our conference, she'll probably be married yeah. with Jack. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> uh, Hannah Brencher, uh, my good friend. I'm so pumped to have her in person. Bethany Allen from Bridgetown Church. We can't wait. Go to heartofdating.com forward slash HODC to get your in-person or online ticket now. This is early bird pricing. It's only until the end of December. Okay, so don't sleep on it because the prices will go up and we're probably going to sell out of in-person. So you want to get it now. Okay. Yes. What else, babe? Last thing. Yes. Well, you want me to talk about it? Yeah. Oh, I'll talk about it. Uh, we have the mini mansodes that have been dropping. Mm -hmm. And the feedback has been overwhelmingly amazing. So You're doing a good job. I know. <laughs> Guys, you don't know how <laughs> awkward and strange it was to just go on a solo podcast with me just talking to a wall. <laughs> I was like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> but you know, you guys, the the men specifically have loved it so much. All I have to say is we're just getting started. All right, <laughs> we're just getting started. But the last episode was so much fun. It's my girl has trust issues. What do I do? And mm -hmm. so we just talk about trauma. What does it look like to support? What does it look like to not take it personally? It was good stuff, I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had this stuff before I started dating you. I know, honey. It would have been really helpful. You went on a master, like you did a deep dive. <laughs> I, guess I, I mean, I had to, I had to, so. You're like trauma, what, <laughs> depression? What is going on, it anxiety? Was wild. What is going on with this girl? It was wild, I really wish I had. I wish somebody my age that I liked would have mm -hmm. talked about it instead yeah. of just pretending it was always perfect. Totally. Well, you guys got to check out those mini man. So it's Fridays. And if you're a lady listening, you have a single dude friend, you may not be interested in him, but send him the podcast. Let's get men more equipped to lead and ask ladies out. I can't tell you how many girls I've had send it to the guy that they're dating uh -huh. <laughs> or the guy they want to the be guy they want to date or just a good guy friend in their community. That's it's good. so funny. And they've liked it. It's so awesome. I know. Okay, guys, we almost said things at the same time. We're both like, <laughs> so for this week, we will give you our dating question of the week. This is a question that you can use on your dates. Write it down. These, we love equipping you guys with some fun date questions. So our question this week is What is your old person habit? <laughs> <laughs> this one's like uh, just fun. This, this one's it's just funny. fun to get to know somebody. So, babe, what's your old person habit? Um, mine is probably two. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to pick two. Fine. So my first one is <laughs> I love to leave voicemails. <laughs> I love to leave you fun. Do. When somebody leaves me a voicemail, I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? Why did you do this? But then you do it to other people. But then I do it to other people. What but mine are always fun. Yeah. I always just try to make sure like they're laughing. They're having a good time. It's a little delight in their day. Mm. 
The second thing, this one's funny. I don't know if I've told you this one. What is it? I My old person habit is I love old people cereal. <laughs> I love muesli. I love granola. I love grape nuts. And I like to put banana, cut up banana over it. <laughs> I copied my grandfather when I was a kid. And I just love it. It's comforting. It's good. It's healthy. So I like old people cereal oh, with uh, with bananas cut up on it. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> is that funny? Wow, I love it. What about you? Uh, my old person habit is probably that I love a matching nightgown set. I love a matching nightgown <laughs> set. Like, please give me a nightgown or just a matching pajama set, and I will be happy. I think my second old person habit is I am super thrilled to stay in on a Friday or Saturday night. That's true. Like, I actually am like yes. I'm doing nothing and I have zero FOMO. And if you asked me years ago, that would not be the case. But so old person habits for the win. That's so true. And, you know, how many how many matching night sets do you have? A lot. I should wear more of them. It's making me want to go get one right now for the holidays. <laughs> she has one. She has a new one every night, by the way, guys. That's not true. This is you wear a different one every night. Whatever. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Moving right along. We're talking about godly community. The first thing we want to talk about is why is it so important to have in life? And then we're going to talk about why is it so important to have in dating? And so let's talk about why it's so important in life. Yeah. My favorite part here is we asked people before we did this just to take questions and inventory and see how you guys felt. We said, do you guys have good community or do you guys desire it mm -hmm. as in you don't have it? And it would, it really was a 50-50 split it on really I have it slash I want it. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have it, please take this episode as do you guys have it and do you want to level up? Yeah. Do you want it to be even healthier? Do you even want it, do you want it to be more godly? Yeah. Do you want it to be more mature? Do you want to level up your existing community? Because I look back over my communities mm -hmm. and I had some great ones. I had some stale ones. But regardless, the thing that I would have said in all of them is I want this to be the best one. I want to yeah. improve it and make sure it's, it is really, really well done. So in COVID, it really taught us the absolute importance, vitality of community. We started appreciating things that we took for granted. We realized, you know, as great and as much of a gift Zoom meetings are, and we love them, especially here in Heart of Dating, we realized we, we really took advantage of having in-person gatherings and having church, corporate church every single week. I remember the first week my church came back, I was like crying. I was so happy. I hadn't stepped foot in the church for over a year. And it was just such a beautiful like moment of like, oh my gosh. So, you know, we really realized the vitality of needing community. And this is also biblical. Um, I'm going to talk through Acts 2 really quick here. Acts 2, 42 through 47 says this, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Apostles. <laughs> apostles! <laughs> and all those who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number of days by those who were being saved. 
And this part of Acts is called the fellowship of the believers. And so we see such a picture of the importance of community witnessed by the apostles. It's absolutely beautiful. But we want to go through a few reasons specifically in what this shows us and what godly community brings to our life. Babe, do you want to talk about the first one? Yeah, the first one is, if it's not clear, this should be one of the top ones. Mm -hmm. It should bring wisdom. Yeah. Your life group, your community group should bring wisdom to form and shape decisions in your life. And just to clarify, when we talk about godly community, because God, because JJ just said like life group, we're not just talking about your small group. This is like your godly community that you form, whether or not it's like in the corporate church environment, which yeah. would be awesome. But you need godly community around you, and you sh there's awesome ways to structure that. But we're not just talking about a small group. And hopefully, you know, when we say godly community, it's not Sunday for two hours. Yes. And then a Thursday night for two hours. Right. That's not godly community. That's participation in godly church events. <laughs> godly community is people that you do life with Sunday to Sunday. Right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. how we define it. So, so wisdom. Yeah. So wisdom. They should, you should have trust and transparency uh, that you can, you know, detail things in your life mm -hmm. and God can speak through your community. Yeah. God can speak through these people he's placed in your life. Proverbs mentions, this is mind blowing. I'm, I love this for you guys listening because this blew my mind. Proverbs mentions godly wisdom comes from the counsel of many 16 different times. Yeah. Godly wow. wisdom comes from the counsel of many 16 different times, mm -hmm. meaning God speaks absolutely through community. It's not mm -hmm. always in devoted prayer, uh, you know, enriched in scripture and listening. God 1000% speaks through the people around us as well. Yeah. So that's the first reason why it's so important in life. The second is encouragement. Okay. Life can be difficult. That is absolutely promised as a follower of Jesus. There is going to be adversary, adversity. Eh, I am having trouble with the words today. <laughs> there is adversity that lays ahead. We are not built to go through life alone. We really aren't. Otherwise, we would just be these humans on islands and just be praising God all the time and no need for community. God saw Adam and he said it was not good for man to be alone. So yep. he created Eve. God wired us and saw that there needs to be community. Man is not supposed to live alone and life is hard. And so one other great reason why we need it in our life is for encouragement. We need life-giving support of others. The third reason is for maturity. Okay, wisdom, encouragement, maturity. Having godly community helps us grow. It truly does. The expectation of every believer is that we are progressively growing. I can't talk. Progressively <laughs> growing in the knowledge of Jesus. We are progressively becoming more and more like Christ. So in Hebrews 10, 24, they talk about this. Mm -hmm. It says to provoke one another unto love and good works. Yeah. Provoke. This essentially means that you should be in a group of people who is challenging you to do better, yes. challenging you to love better, challenging you to surrender to self better, to die to self better. This should be a group of people that is the opposite. I love that word provoke because 
we can all attest to this if you have a sibling or a friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kate can uh, say like amen and raise her hand when she talks about being provoked to anger <laughs> or frustration out of annoyance. You think about somebody provoking you, they are just getting under your skin. Mm-hmm. Which is, and so the author uses this word because he says it's actually likely what they were doing. They were actually provoking each other this way. And he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Instead of provoking each other to anger, why don't we provoke each other into good works, into agape love, the deepest kind of love? Mm -hmm. Instead of channeling this energy into provoking, into annoyance and anger, what if you guys took that same energy and provoked it into provoking love? Yeah. And good works. And isn't that great? That's amazing. I love it. So similarly, actually, I feel like this one complements maturity is accountability. Having godly community, true godly community, which we're going to talk about in our TSA masterclass, like the more depths of like, how do you know you really have this? But accountability, you know, these are the people that that accountability and godly community looks like the people that highlight blind spots and potential sin in your life. What is a blind spot? It's quite literally something you cannot see, right? A blind spot. You cannot see it. That feed, that, Think about it. So you maybe like there's somebody gives you a piece of feedback and you're like, oh my gosh, that's catching me off guard. Really? I do that? Really? I'm like that? Well, do we actually have people that have built trust with us, mutual trust that can also can keep us accountable. People that we know have our back. Now, we have to have permission to be kept accountable. We just are not accountable by any Joe Schmo, even if it's like somebody loosely in our church. Like we need to have actual permission to be able to speak into people's lives and call someone higher. Yeah. But you can only do that in the richness of a trusting relationship and a godly trusting relationship. And so it's really important to have that. I see a lot of people that might have community that is encouraging, community that, like our next point we're about to talk about, is filled with fellowship, but not community that truly can keep them accountable or that truly matures them or truly um, provides them with deeper wisdom. It's all community that we go to church and then we just have fun together. And there's that missing element of calling each other up and higher. There's nothing more dangerous than a community that is so immature they are unable to give and receive accountability. And there's nothing more damaging than a community that is oversharing and overbearing and accountability mm-hmm. and feedback uh, out of self-righteousness. Yeah, you I know? agree. Do you want to talk about the last one? <laughs> I do. Thank <laughs> you for asking. <laughs> so funny. So Acts 2.42 and 6 says the believers were to voted They were devoted to breaking bread from house to house with joyful and sincere hearts. We don't pursue fellowship out of the desire that I don't want to feel alone, right? I don't want to feel alone, so I have to find community to have people surround me so I don't feel alone. We pursue community because of the great joy of fellowship and community, the great richness of, of community. We gather around a table and we can sit and talk and lounge for hours and hours from house to house with joyful and sincere hearts. Right. That's so why we desire. That's, that is 
as we go through each of these and we'll recap them really quick, this is basically, you know, your scale for judging, not judging your community, evaluating your community. Well, we're going to have a litmus test here in a second too. Okay, great. So, so we'll give you that litmus. litmus. <laughs> well, my talking is hard. Honey, today. I think I'm just going to take over solo for the rest of the episode. Oh we're God. just going to give you a break. We'll give you a litmus <laughs> test. But why is it important in your life? It's important for wisdom. It's important for encouragement. It's important for maturity. It's important for accountability. It's important for fellowship. These are the reasons you should desire seeking it. Mm. Then we'll tell you, well, how do you know if you have that? If you have people in your life, let's see, is it actually that? Is it actually doing those things? Yeah, that'll be fun. And so really briefly, I want to go over why this is not only important in life, but also specifically in the category of dating. Um, And we'll just fly through this. I feel like obviously, hopefully some of you guys know why it's so important. We talk about it all the time here in Heart of Dating, but the major reality is with dating is we have blind spots and we need people who know us well to redirect us. I would have not survived in my relationship with JJ without that. Like period, dot, end of sentence. (laughs) Um, We also need it for encouragement, especially in areas of rejection or in hopelessness where we just feel like nothing keeps happening for us. We need community around us. We need that person who's going to come over, bring us flowers, or for the guys, just play video games with you. I have no idea what it is for dudes. (sighs) And just hang out and encourage you and be there for you. Be like a living, breathing presence that just is there for you. We need community and dating to grow, you know, because in order, we're not going to be perfect in the area of dating. And so it's really important to have people around us that keeps us accountable and helps us to grow along the process. That doesn't, we don't want people that just like leave us where we are. They're just cool with how we are all the time and doesn't lead us to something greater and higher when it comes to dating. I see a lot of horrible dating out there. And I also see it's like reinforced based on the community that people have around them. And I'm like, yes, they may be all going to church, but everybody's doing all the same things out here. What in the world? Exactly. So we need godly community truly. And we'll give you that lit test to really grow right they should your godly community should be able to highlight their lifestyle should be able to expose the mistakes the myths you might believe and they should be the communal accountability for behavior and side note it's a great indicator when you're dating someone if you truly want to see how mature they are spiritually emotionally don't just look at them look at their community yes how do they operate Yep. You know? So important to see. Yeah. And what's the last one? Last one, why it's important in dating is for discernment. Okay. You need people around you to help you discern. Trusting people. This is very different than telling everyone at your church, ladies, I'm looking at you. You get asked out by a guy, you're not going and telling all your girlfriends at your girls' night, oh my gosh, I have this date. Oh my gosh, look at all that's happening. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about discernment from a small group of people that know you and trust you that, you know, can help you with those blind spots that can help you discern, is this somebody that Mm. really is a good person to you, for you? Just because they go to church and they're fun to be around doesn't mean they're a godly good person for you. And that's hard to know sometimes. We see that new worship pastor and we're like, it's him. And I'm like, but how do you really know? He's truly, truly godly. What is the fruits of the spirit in his life? We need community around us to help us with discernment. Okay. Shall we talk about the litmus test? I know. You can't wait to do this one, I can't, can't wait. you? I know. This is going to be really fun for you guys. 
Okay, let's jump in. So the first one, I'll say the topic, and then you expand. Okay. Okay. Intentionality. It's very good. Intentionality. You need intentionality to have great godly community.、Mm-hmm. So, is your are your friendships intentional? Are they scattered? Like. There's not a lot of intentionality, or is it one way, or is it intentional in a two way? Because this is really, really important. You you may know godly people, but it's not intentional community. You just see them at church on a Sunday. Yeah, you're and, not really doing life with them. And and more importantly,、uh, are you guys just seven o'clock? Hey, you want to hang out tonight? Okay, let's just、right. veg out. That's right. Or is it? Hey, let's meet Thursday and we're talking about this. Or doing a devotional together. You know, or like we're going to ask hard questions. Exactly.、Together. Like are are people frequently showing up? Like、oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Like was it prioritized? That's the best word. Is it prioritized? Yes. Right. Is it marked on the calendar ahead of time, or is it kind of just scatterly put together and we'll figure it out? There's nothing wrong with being flexible, but is it is it just deeply intentional?、Mm-hmm. You know, meeting together. Like really, you know those times where you meet with people and you just gab and gab and gab, especially for ladies, and an hour goes by and you're like. Was there anything really of substance we even talked about? Yeah, like that happens so often, and that's like that's fun. That can be fun, but I find the majority of our conversations end up being just that. It's just fun, a way to pass time, and that is fun connection. But it's not really leading to any sort of growth or any sort of stretching or any sort of accountability. It's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> like- and look, hey, look, I'm the captain of fun. Okay, <laughs> the president and CEO of fun. However, there is just times where you say, okay, this is fun, and we can do this for hours. I'm gonna go ahead and pause and switch gears, and I'm gonna ask this question. Mm-hmm. Might be a little awkward at first. Might be a little hard, but we're gonna go there because、yeah. that's healthy. That's what we need to do. That's right. That's what we're here for. We're not here to just hang out in our life. Okay, that's a great one. Number two, I love this one. Litmus test of a great godly community. Number two is commitment.、Mm-hmm. Commitment.、Um, I can take this one. Yeah. Here's the question you need to ask: Are people committed, or is the community, the life, the events, are they skipped? And deprioritize consistently. Yeah, are they actually committed to doing this? Committed means there's something else on the agenda, but I have this commitment,、right. and it's more important. This sounds fun. Here's a great example. I had a friend in town.、Um, they worked with a country music band behind the scenes passes. You know, be around the band, hang out. It was an amazing experience. And it was on the same night as my community group that I was help co lead, and I was just like, I'm sorry, like I'm committed. This is my top priority. This sounds amazing. I wish, but I can't skip and deprioritize for、yeah. fun. Yeah, you know, and that's just a commitment. I'm so glad I did too. But you know, how consistently are people committing to it versus just kind of skipping and deprioritizing on a whim? And if it's more, if it's less of like the community group setting and more of just people you're investing in your life that are godly and it's intentional, is it two way commitment? Are you always the one that's reaching out to them, or are they mutually also reaching out to you? Is there a two way commitment level? Yeah. Okay, the next third point of the litmus test is: Is it joyful,、mm-hmm. baby? You like you wrote this one, why don't you talk about that? <laughs> okay, I get two in a row. Let's、okay. go. So this one's one of my favorites because I I do think this is kind of where we miss if we do miss sometimes. Is it joyful on a relational level? Is your group? Is your life? 
Are there friendships? Or is it a drag to go to? Is it a chore? Something that you go to, your life group? I'm kind of like hinting at life group a lot, but do you go to these friendships because you're obligated to and because it's good for you on paper? When you're not going to church, or maybe it's church on Sunday and church-related events Sunday through Sunday, are you going because it's good for you on paper or are you going because on a relational level you have friendships mm-hmm. and there's joyfulness? And so this is just coming to me. Some of you might need to just reprogram what it what got the joy of godly community. Yes. Some of you may need to 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 kind of reprogram that yeah, ta- being at a small group without everyone having everything in common, but us doing life together, asking hard questions, there is joy in that versus I just want to be with all the people that look like me, talk like me, exactly. are like me, and don't really keep me accountable. That feels more joyful to me. Well, maybe for some of you, there's some reprogramming needed. Exactly. <laughs> because here's the reality. It, it's actually quite joyful to curi- curiously Uh, begin to learn about other people, their story, what makes them work and tick, what's going on in their life, Mm -hmm. even if they're completely different from you. You know, here's a good example. When I was playing football in Geneva in Switzerland, I went to a small group uh, during the week after practice where we are all there from like Ghana, Singapore, United States, UK, Switzerland, and France all working completely different jobs, have completely different interests, but we are all bonded, right, in the same story of Christ changing our lives. And so in deep curiosity, we learned and bonded and got to know one another. And that was quite joyful. Yeah, so good. The next one is trust. Is there true deep trust or is it surface level? You want strong trust. And this also comes through curiosity and it comes through vulnerability, which we'll talk about in a second. But trust really is built from knowing people and then being able to rely on people. It also comes from people truly being able to know you. So trust is so important. Is there true trust? Do you actually trust these people? And you really have to work at trust. You really have to work at knowing people, intentionally trying to set up time to get to know them better, and then seeing through time as you get to know them if you can rely on them. All of that builds trust and then vice versa. Can they do that with, do they really know you? Are you being honest? Which leads into my next pillar of litmus test is vulnerability. Are Is your relationships vulnerable? vulnerable. And with this, do you feel emotionally safe with the people that are around you, the godly community around you? Do they hold what you say in sacredness? Are they like a vault? Are they like open to your thoughts and your feelings and want to hear what's on your heart? Um, Vulnerability requires a lot of courage, but true godly community is definitely led in vulnerability. You have to be willing to share your weaknesses, your pains, your feelings, your struggles. And hopefully with proper trust built, you can actually have a place where people will, it's a soft place to land. And then also in return, they make you feel seen, they can make you feel loved, and through time maybe even redirect you if there's things that you're missing in your life. So vulnerability is a staple here. It's such a good one. You know, and we've said this before, but to be vulnerable means to be woundable. Yeah. That's the meaning. It's to be woundable. You're exposing a part of you, a thing of you, a truth Mm -hmm. of you. That is, you know, 
it's scary to share. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if it's not an emotionally safe group, it could be used against you. Yeah. So, and then the other one that you love to say, and I, I love to say is vulnerability begets vulnerability. vulnerability. You yeah. know, vulnerability leads to vulnerability. If you don't have a vulnerable group, are you being vulnerable? Are you stepping out to set yeah. that tone? Um, and then the last one is such a wonderful one. This is again, litmus test for if you have godly community, the last one is humility. Um, are you humble? Are you willing yeah. to be called out and redirected? Are you humble? And are the people around you humble? See, here's the thing. I want to tell you a very, very, very brief story. Years ago, I was in a great church community, but or church. And then I realized that my community, though, lacked a bit of humility, lacked a bit of vulnerability. It lacked some of that accountability because we would have these fun events. It was definitely filled with a lot of trust. I mean, not trust, joyfulness, a lot of fun and fellowship. We would have these great events. And guess what would happen? People all over the place would, like, at, by the end of the night, be making out with one another, be drinking a little too much. And the next day, we'd be like, we would, like, almost fakely share people would fakely share uh, like oh I'm, i feel bad about like doing that but then other people would be like the person in response would be like it's okay i've done it you're totally okay god's and grace is enough god's grace like <laughs> and then you feel like you've confessed it and you can move right along it's and the then the next, next event weekend. comes <laughs> along and especially during the holidays man and i started feeling really convicted being around this community being like i don't think this is the way to do it yeah. I really don't think that just making each other feel good about our actions is helping. I think we need true humility. We need true confession. We need to be able to be called out and redirected. And we need to be around people that we've built trust with who are willing to call us out and redirect us as well. Yeah. It's powerful and it necessary. It is so good. So let's talk about and close on this. Um, obviously, in TSA, we're going to talk about how to build it which yeah. I'm so excited for. Can't wait. Why is it so hard to form great godly community? Why can't we just all show up in the body of Christ and it you know, magically be wonderful and different and amazing? It's hard. I mean, especially for if you're listening and you are single in your 30s or later than that, like it can be harder later in life based on situations to form deep community. Many people that you used to be in deep community with got married, had kids, maybe they moved. Community just looks different. Their life is different. Your life is not looking like theirs. And so the community has changed. And then you're like, well, I had that community. And now it looks different. And what do I do with that? Yeah, that is, it's like circumstantially, you know, people in your age group and everything have departed and they're just in another stage of life. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. It's also hard because, you know, this one's so overlooked, but think about any meaningful relationship. You know what they all have in common? They have taken time. Yeah. They have taken vast amount of time, yeah. time, 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 time. We have to have time to seek it. We have to have time to find it. We have to have time to labor in it, to work for it, to chase it. We have to have time to stick with it. Yes. We have to keep being intentional time and time and time after again, even when it's hard. And even when we do have a great connection, guess what? Just because you have one great connection with a person doesn't mean you have a deep, meaningful friendship. Yeah, it takes time. It's repeated, 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 multiple interactions of deep connection. It also, like, this is where we miss. We try, we connect with someone, or I used to do this. We connect with someone and we're like, oh, we're so alike. Let's be best friends. Like, this is amazing. And we, but we haven't got to know that person yet. We're saying they're our bestie or want to hang out with them all the time. We do this in dating too. And, but we haven't got to really know them. We haven't built, 
time and trust and seeing if we can really rely on them. And it does take time Mm -hmm. to labor and take discernment. Uh, And also the last thing here is why it's so hard is that we have to be able to put ourselves out there uh, relationally and emotionally. And there is some inherent risk. Like I'm going to show up to this thing not knowing anyone. I'm going to ask this person on a friend date. And that feels really vulnerable. And there's some risk of people not responding or you not feeling that welcomed in some of these environments. It's so good. I love that last one. There is risk. There's risk when you follow up with somebody that Mm -hmm. they're going to just ignore you or ghost you. There's risk when you share that vulnerable piece of you that it might not be received as best as it could have been. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of risk in it. And that's good. That means you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. So, so guys, we can't wait tomorrow night for our masterclass. And this, we're not just trying to get you to join TSA. We just really, really, for our in-depth teachings, we keep it to the Singles Academy. And this is the one we wanted to focus on this month because our Singles Academy voted on this topic. I know. And we thought it'd be great to also cover in a brief way here on the podcast. But if you want more, if this related and you're like, I want even more, you can get access to this masterclass for free. You can sign up right now. If you're listening, go to Heart of Day com forward slash TSA tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Pacific on December 1st. You can come live. You can watch the replay. It will be available to you. You also can have access to our other masterclasses, including loneliness, self-hatred, anxiety, and self-sabotage, and so many others. And so we love you guys. We love you guys. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas season for those of you who just resurrected your Christmas tree. We've had ours up for a month now, so we're halfway <laughs> Don't through. Don't be better, honey. No, I, you can't be better about celebrating Christmas too early, right. okay? Then I'm a Grinch. Okay, we <laughs> love you guys. Happy waddling around, getting back into your workout routines. We got a couple more weeks. I'm not about that. I'm like, let's just get all the whole Christmas season. Sweater. Okay. It's my sweater body. Okay. <laughs> love you guys. We love Bye-bye. you guys. Bye. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate Warman. It is a part of the Converge Podcast Network. Our incredible editor is the one and only Scott Caro. Our theme music was developed by the amazing Christian Ledoux. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, or if you've never written us a review or ranked us on iTunes, we'd encourage you to do so because it helps us so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesday, so we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.